Welcome to Had a Magical Day, the podcast about Disney parks that's like taking a vacation in the middle of your day. So hello everyone and welcome to another exciting episode of Had a Magical Day. Uh, Scott and I have a very, very special guest here who I think had more than one magical day. I think he had a whole series of magical days because he actually worked at Disney and we're really excited to talk with him and learn more about his experience there. So let's all say hello to Mike. Hello, Mike. Hello, everybody. Thank you for having me on for a magical experience on this podcast. All right. Thanks for joining This might be one of the only podcasts I ever did, by the way. Yeah, really. All right. Well, you are our our second Disney employee. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Who was the first? Uh, uh, Michael, who was in finance. That was more of a office job. So you're the first one like in the park cast member, I should say. Right. Oh, I was I was on the front lines. Yes. (laughs) This was back in 2001. It was part of the Disney College program. So, Mike, you you did it when you were in college, you did a semester. They recruited you at your school. They had some kind of recruitment for you to come to Disney. So tell us about that. Like, let's start at the beginning. What was the motivation? The motivation was to stop going to college and have some excuse to tell my parents as to why I was stopping college. I just didn't like papers, didn't want to do it. All right. So this wasn't like a lifelong dream. Like, I need to go spend some serious time at Disney World. You were like, no, this this looks like an escape hatch for me. Is that what was going on? I love Disney World. A friend did it before and said how much fun it was. And um, I mean, I always loved Disney World and movies and all that stuff. So I wanted to be a part of it, but it was more of uh, I, I just I don't want, I know I don't want to go do school anymore. I don't know what is my next step. This will buy me a year to figure out awesome. what that next step. Is. All yeah. right. So that that's how that makes sense. That makes sense as a student. So, all right, yeah. so tell us, what, do they interview you? Like, what's the process of getting into this thing? The first thing is, like, of any college, like, me, there's just some flyer you saw. And, like I said, a friend did it. So he said, if they ever come to your school, make sure you look into it. And I saw some flyer. And then you have to go to some, you know, some room. And there's some person from Disney World telling you how this is a way to get in at Disney World. And you can get, like, you know... Who knows what you want, if you want to be, I wanted to do radio, communications, TV. We'll put you in the Disney channel. We'll put you in here. You want to be a marketing person. We'll put you in marketing. We'll put you, whatever your degree is supposed to be, your job when you get there will be something to do with what you want to do. You'll be able to earn credits through this and it will be a lot of fun on top of that and um, that you should do it. And then right. if you want to do it after that meeting, you get an interview, like a one-on-one interview. All right. So you did that and you said you wanted to do uh, TV and media. So they may immediately made you like executive producer at one of the Disney TV shows. Is that how that worked? Or? Yeah, no, I, I made like iCarly or something, whatever. Not at all. Nothing of that happened <laughs> that they said was going to happen, but it was still a lot of fun. But yeah, no one I know ended up, we all just ended up working the rides at Disney World. This is what your job was. <laughs> now, when you, like you mentioned the interview process and you passed the interview, not everybody does, although that you thought everybody would. Uh, when you get down there, like what's the training process? Like how long do you train for before they we, put you on? When you get down there, 
I drove down my own car. Like some people treated it like they're getting dropped off at college and their parents came and it was a big thing. You're moving to these dorms, but they're more like apartments than dorms, especially since I stayed in Orlando. It was basically like an apartment, somewhere bigger, somewhere smaller. You some had like you were with six people. I was in with one person. Um, and you're just this is kind of a dorm style thing. I was lucky. I was 21 at the time that I did it. And so was my roommate. So we stayed in like a 21 person. So you could bring alcohol in. But on the same floor, there were kids under 21. And you weren't allowed to have anyone over 21 or under 21 in your room when there's booze and vice versa, you know, all that stuff. Because you get kicked out. You got like so many people got kicked out <laughs> because of drinking in the, the dorms because there's security all the time. And yeah. Now, were the dorms free well, to stay in? Was that part of your no, conversation? No, 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 no. Yeah. Um, I, I'm sorry, but before we get back to the dorms, I skipped a step of when you get dropped off. So you get dropped off at this at like the main center. Like if you were staying at, at one of these like luxury condo places, the like, you know, where you go in to talk to a renter person of where am I, I want to live here. And so you go there and it's like a cattle call of just a big long line. You have no idea. You're just in line and there's no envelope as to like what your job is. It's just whoever next in line, like they're just handing you an envelope and that's where you're living and what your job is but there's no like on an envelope it wasn't like oh you're michael bryan here's your envelope it was just like you're next in line this is where you're going and uh, like, but yeah you could have been like a disney princess then yes but i was explaining that i was explaining that but if you were of a certain height a certain look then you got a tap on the shoulder and you said you come with me and then you went to the back because i had a friend kevin who got the tap on the shoulder because he was, it was, I forgot what the eight, the height was. Six foot was not the height for anything unless I was dashingly good looking, which I was not at the time. I am now, but then I was not. <laughs> and um, you get, because you also, if you were a prince or a princess, you also would be in the character outfit as well. So you had to have that certain height to be in a character outfit. So if you're really short, like you didn't even get through the door. They were just like, you come with me and you're going to be one of the, one of the short people costumes and uh but if you didn't get the tap on the shoulder you just got a manila envelope and said you're working here and like enjoy your enjoy your time here so that's wild to me so you, it, it's you could have been like it's just kind of luck of the envelope is what it sounds luck like of the envelope yeah i had a friend who did it before from my hometown he worked at space mountain and i got a job at epcot center's interventions which is no longer there which was just you go in and demonstrate the future. And so they would have like the Segway was at Interventions. <laughs> the first time I ever saw a Segway, I, you, you had to have a special passing to be on the Segway because it was only one of like a hundred. They're afraid of you breaking it or something like that. So only like four or five people were actually able to do the Segway demonstrations. This is like I said, back in 2001, they had a thing you could send a video email to your friends or family with like a, a green screen background of Disney World and it was like 30 seconds and you know to it would be sent right away but if your friends it would take an hour and a half to download it and uh and uh that was really cool but then my favorite they had oh they had the the, the robot dog Ibo because that was when that that was like in the the beginning stages mm -hmm. so you'd have that you play with Ibo and answer questions about Ibo and then my favorite one was I was a play-by-play -play guy to Toontag 
which was this game that it was just a controller game and it was on a big screen TV and it was just the Disney characters. So each like video game console is basically like an old, like, uh, you know, put the quarters in arcade stick. And, um, but behind was a big screen and, and they're like Mickey Mouse, uh, Daffy Duck, or Daffy Duck, excuse me. Oh, sorry. Oh, Donald geez. Duck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Minnie Mouse. And um, you were the characters and you'd play tag and whoever like got the most tags won the game. And I would do the play by play in like, I would say once or twice a week, my boss would come to me saying how I couldn't say something or I was making fun of the kids too much. But then literally <laughs> like one time I was really, I thought I was getting fired. Uh, I don't know if the mom saw it, but she came up and said how her kid loved it. And she, this was the highlight of her trip. And she even said, she's like, I was getting sick of everyone treating treating everything like everything's like the greatest thing ever and you were just like actually using sarcasm and i really appreciated it and i just looked at my boss and was like that's right yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and that, that parent and, was from new england i take it probably. yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> without a doubt <laughs> so, all right th- just to back up a little bit so we you kind of jump from the dorms to to Epcot. yeah what was the, like the training process like i don't even remember it was I was it a lot or did you, they just throw you in pretty quickly into these things? Um, I want to say within a week, you know, okay. there were the classes that no, now that you say that there was, it was about a week, but of what your actual job was, it was just, there you go. You know, like maybe the IBO in the thing they maybe, cause like, here's some of the questions you get. Cause like almost with stand up, it's the same thing where you go to the crowd when you're talking about something. They, they, they answer the question the same way every time you ask mm-hmm. it because you're almost setting up. So same thing with the eyeball thing. They'd ask the same questions all the time. But, um, the, um, but the actual training, I remember they showed you a video of what like you'd be looking for for people trying to take advantage of the situation. And everything was just like, just give them a t-shirt and they'll go away. Just give mm-hmm. them a t-shirt. There's like, they showed websites where people were like at this point of the park there was a nail yesterday that's sticking up and you could cut your hand on it, you know, like, so they're showing you stuff. And of course the, the regular like, sexual harassment and all those regular, you get at every job, but this job, they're like showing you how people are trying to sue Disney world and how to prevent that. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was, that was a training course. I, I thought was pretty funny and kind of interesting and informative. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the, uh, they have stuff about like how to, behave when you're on stage uh because like oh I mean, yeah anywhere in the park you're on stage right not just when you're doing your job but if you're you're always smiling yeah yeah so no they, pointing no no pointing it's it's this the two fingers I'm, i forgot we're not on video on this but you had to point with two fingers um or the open hand the open hand was the preferred method of whenever uh, giving okay. people directions yeah open hand um uh I'm trying to, the open hand thing was the biggest, like, don't ever point, don't ever, don't ever, uh, I'm trying to think of some of the things, but, uh, the, the open hand in the two or two finger point mm-hmm. motion, I would say not even point, but motion was like the biggest thing that they would stress all the time. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. So, all right. So you mentioned that some, you stayed for what, what did you say? Nine months that you were there? About nine months, but I ended up staying in. Orlando for like close to four years. Okay, so you moved to Orlando. So tell yeah. us about like, did anybody was anybody there like a week and said, okay, this is this is horrible. I'm out of here. People or- quit all the time. Homesick. 
you know, the whole, they, they told me I was going to be working in the marketing department and I'm, <laughs> you know, working Splash Mountain, you know, that kind of stuff. But really all it was, was just like, I, I tell people, it's almost like your freshman year of college. If in my instance, you're 21 and you would just go to, go to, go to work, come back. You basically party every day, every other day. And then you wake up and you go and, um, yeah. And it was just a lot of fun. And, uh, some people stayed and some people I know still work there to this day. Um, it was, and then you're dealing with the people who full-time people who was, you talk to these people, they had PhDs and they had, they were like really, really smart. And they're just working the line full-time at Splash Mountain because they just always wanted to work at Disney World. There's one guy who worked at Interventions. He had his PhD from the University of Miami, and he's just like, I just wanted to work at Disney World. It's like, well, you could have just worked at Disney World. You know, <laughs> like, you didn't need to spend all that money in Miami, but uh, yeah. That was a fallback but, uh, plan for him. If yeah, didn't get yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, who knows? He's probably, you know, the, the head of Epcot right now, for all I know. But uh, yeah. yeah, he was just working the same job I was working. I was just like, wow. Now, let me ask you, so you mentioned like having parties and having fun. Um, like you mentioned, like I imagine the pay wasn't great. And it was like pay, six something an hour. Yeah. And you had to pay for your dorm. And, About a hundred. It was like a, they took a hundred dollars a week out of your paycheck. But did they give you some perks? Like, did you get to go to the park for free? when you Park for working? free whenever you wanted it. Yeah. Okay. They had Pleasure, Pleasure Island Wednesday nights was because it's usually like 25 bucks to get in back then. That was you go to Pleasure Island for free. And, uh, but I mean, there's still the beers were, you know, five to eight dollars, whatever they were, you know, but that was yeah. a lot of fun industry night at Pleasure Island. Everyone went and that was a lot of fun. Cool. I just want to fill that in for people who don't know. So Pleasure Island was a place they designed mainly for adults to kind of go. There are clubs. Yeah. There downtown shops, Disney now. Restaurant. Now it's, uh, it was downtown Disney. Now it's Disney Springs. The ah, that's name. right. I went there a couple of years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. just for oh, our listeners. Did you? Did you also have to pay for college credit to do this or was like it free? No. So I didn't get college credit. I thought you just did it and you got college credit. But turns out you had to take uh, classes at the Disney University, which you would have had to pay for. And then you get credits. That was something they just like, yeah, you get college credits. And you're like, great, college credit. Fantastic. I'll do it. And then you get there and they're like, no, you got to spend another whatever amount a week to take these classes and then you get up to this many credits if you take this many classes and i was just like no no dice not doing it so i just worked there but i had friends who did take the classes so another question like where did you folks live like were you how far away from the parks were you is this like is this like some big secret apartment complex somewhere like where is no it's a lake buena vista and it's right behind, I don't know if you're familiar, uh, it's like right off I-4. They had buses that would take you there. It was like right down the street from SeaWorld almost, like maybe a mile away from SeaWorld. But yeah, it's still there. Every time I go to Orlando, I'll drive and they see it. And there's like security. You can't get in unless you have a pet. Even if your parents were there, your parents couldn't come in. Uh-huh. And if you lived in Vista Way and you wanted to go to the one I lived in, you could do it, but you had to be, you couldn't go after like nine. And if they found you in there after nine, then you would, could get kicked out. Wow. Oh, pretty strict. Yeah. 
so did you work the full your full stint just at interventions or did you move around at all or no just stayed at interventions and sometimes they would put you like right behind the ball in the um visitors the visitors uh center so it was all the maps and i always loved that people would come up and they would be like how do you get to france and i would say well you turn around you go through the exit you get in your car you hop on i4 you go to the <laughs> airport you get on a plane and you'll be right in france and everyone would either laugh or look at me like in utter just <laughs> a little bewilderment of like i'm not talking about that uh and my other favorite thing was people getting lost in epcot center which when you look at the map epcot is a circle right and yeah. people people would be like i don't know how to how to get to canada and this is around uh well terrell owens whipped a uh a sharpie and signed a uh signed a ball and threw it in the crowd on monday night football and so I had a Sharpie in my sock and I'd take the Sharpie and I'd make an X and I would just draw lines all over the map in a circle. And then I would hand it back to them and be like, so that's how you get there. And they'd just be like, right, it's a circle. I'm like, yes, it's a circle. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> now, you, you mentioned living there for four years, but you only worked at Disney for the nine months. Did you work You work someplace else for the rest nine of the Nine months. Career? I lived in Disney. I got into Sports Talk Radio down there. I was oh. lucky that an ESPN like affiliate started and I would listen to it on my days off. And then they said that they were doing shows from the ESPN zone on the boardwalk. And I just went there, said, Hey, I, I have nothing to do on these days and I could make my schedule so I can get out at a certain time. I would love to intern. I'd work for free. And I started interning at a radio station there. And then I ended up getting a producing job there so I ended up getting a job in what I wanted to do, but I did it on my own. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Disney didn't help. I mean, they helped in putting me in that situation to be living in Orlando. But uh, yeah, I did that for about three years in Orlando. And uh, it was a lot of fun. I loved living down there. Yeah, that's, that's great. great. But one thing about living down there is I ended up living by Universal Studios is after a while you figure you're living and you're going to work and you're seeing the British family in a Lakers jersey in Cowboys shorts and a Yankees hat walking to vacation every day and you're like I'm not going to vacation you know like everyone's <laughs> on vacation but you it seems like so that's the thing about living in Orlando especially where all the parks and everything is if you live near I drive or something like that you're just like everyone's on vacation and you just mm. don't want to go to work anymore <laughs> <laughs> Now let's get back to the the innovations, um, interventions, I should say. Interventions, um, yeah. So Interve call it interventions. Interventions. <laughs> there, there a lot of people needed interventions at the Disney College program. Let me tell you. you you'd mentioned the Segway and the Ibo and stuff, and my recollection of, of that a lot, and it was kind of disappointing to me going there sometimes, is because I wanted to see like technology that didn't exist yet. That was like something they oh, yeah. imagined would happen in the future, but it's always stuff that kind of existed but just wasn't widely. It was yeah, really well, expensive to get it. Yeah, like you that said was the Segway. So clearly the Segway had been invented, but you yeah. said it was early on, like there was only like a hundred of them and you guys had. I, I heard about it and read about it before I went to Disney World. And then when I went there, I was like, oh, that's the Segway. But it was the, yeah, it was like the very early stages of it. Yeah. So that must've been kind of cool. You got to demo the Segway. Yeah, like I said, though, I didn't get to, I got to ride on it once when my boss wasn't there because the guy who did it, just let us like hey you want to do it like yeah i want to do it but you couldn't go on it unless you pass this like segway driver's test or something <laughs> so 
Yeah, but there was the guy he had the helmet on. That was the guy who had the PhD from Miami. He had the Segway. He had the Segway license. No, and, so uh, PhD did pay off for him. Though. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it was an <laughs> electronics. I don't know. Uh, and yeah, he uh, he would do that. And it, yeah, I mean, it was a really fun job. My, my man Drew, this uh, older Indian gentleman with the worst toupee I've ever seen in my life. He uh, was a lot of, he'd always inter, uh, inter, uh, invite me and, and other people over for dinner to meet his wife and family. He loved us all. He, I think he still works there from what I've heard. There was a guy there, Jason, who I saw. He works, the, he's like runs the Star Tour, or not Star Tour, the Star Wars area now. But his dad was the lead singer of Foghat. And he works there. And he was a lot, he was really funny. And he, every chance he got, he was just like, my dad was the lead singer of Foghat. I'm like, that's awesome. <laughs> so all right let me ask you this did you ever see like did you ever see anything really crazy during your time there like something that was like wow that was unexpected uh i had uh, two drunk women the first night i worked there uh that were there for their divorce parties uh tell me that i needed to go into the bushes with them and i was like <laughs> i just got here i can't touch that no um but the thing that i and i stopped I said I wouldn't do it. The pins, you know, the pins that you wear around your neck mm-hmm. that yep. they would they trade right. pins. Yeah. Some pins are worth like thousands of dollars. And sometimes the people have them on it because somebody put it on there and didn't know it. And the people who work there don't know the price of these things. I'd be so say I'm talking to Scott and giving him directions or what should I do or where should I eat? And you're talking to him at the visitor center. Someone would just come up behind you. This happened like three times before I refused to wear the pins anymore just grab the pins and pull you like you're like, and you just be like, what the heck was that? Like from behind, I flipped out on a person once and then I just took things off and, and threw them behind me and I never wore the pins again. But people would come up behind you and grab the, the thing and like jerk your neck to look at that. And they'd laugh and you're like, no, like don't <laughs> do that to a person. What? But the shocking thing is that even though it's not shocking, the rudeness of people that expect everything and anything. I understand it's expensive, but you know, the people who work there are still people too. <laughs> so, yeah. So hopefully our, our listeners are good that way and understand that, uh, yeah. you know, you, you paid a lot to get in the park, but it doesn't mean you, you can treat the, the staff. Oh really man. Well. Yeah. The people flipping out. My favorite thing, I'll say this on stage sometimes, at least once a day, you'd hear some kids screaming in a parent. And this always happened like four or five at night or, you know, right near the end of the day where people would start heading back to go to dinner. Some kids screaming and a parent in the kid's face saying, do you know how much I paid to take you here? <laughs> like at least once a day you'd hear, do you know how much this cost me? Or do you know how much this was? And then once I saw a little kid, because uh, parents didn't want to pay for the two-seater uh, uh, push cart things for the kids, you know, those purple uh, mm-hmm. push cart things. So strollers, that's the word I'm looking for. And so they put this, I mean, it was like a five-year-old and a three-year-old in a one-seater and the five-year-old just had it and just pushed this kid out. And I mean, the kid just, Things planted on the on the thing, and the kid was just sitting there like, "This is great! I got this whole thing to myself right now." <laughs> like you'd see stuff, you'd see kids kids melting down was uh, a regular a regular occurrence, just because they just they get there at what six in the morning and they're there all day and it's hot and they're just you know they want to be there, but then after a while they're like, "I wasn't signed and sign up for this," you know? Yeah, <laughs> but, you know what? Paid a lot of money to have fun and you're going to have fun. So you're going to have fun no matter what. Yeah. I remember when I was a kid and I went when I was like in first grade, 
and I wanted the stroller so bad. And my dad said, I'm not paying. I paid enough. You're not paying. <laughs> I'm not paying an extra $7. You're walking. And I, for one years old and just moped. I don't want to walk. <laughs> yeah. No, I think we've all encountered that at the end of the day, when you're on the buses or the, oh, yeah. the monorail, you see those kids just. We had, when I started, there was some fast track open. So they would have, when Epcot opened, people would just sprint. They, they had the rope and you'd open it and they would just sprint to, um, fast track to the fast track. Yeah. Which then we went, and that was, uh, that was another thing by fast track it was confusing where you get in and there was a janitor's closet. And so you would go to the back change sometimes and then walk to go. Cause Epcot, you go to the back and right behind where fast track is, is where the employees come and go. Mm-hmm. But there's like a janitor's closet and some people would get in the regular clothes, stand in the janitor's closet, like four or five people in the line. And if you waited like 10 minutes, there would be like a line of like 10 people behind you and the people would start forming a line. They had no idea what they were in line for. And then those people would just leave and there'd be like, people, <laughs> like 20 people just standing in line at the janitor's closet. <laughs> like that stuff like that would happen, which is pretty funny. I saw Michael Jackson at um, Magic Kingdom and they shut down adventure not adventure land where uh, the winnie the pooh ride was and uh Fantasy there was just this guy yeah he was wearing a burqa and you just saw like they you would stand by the ropes and there was this guy in a burqa and his kids running around the kids were wearing masks and they just kind of shut that area down for like 20 minutes and they did all the rides and they left uh-huh. so you saw you were over in magic kingdom and you saw i there? saw a guy in a burqa i saw a person in a burqa walking around yeah <laughs> now, now the, the janitor story reminded me so you what was backstage like there? Because it sounded like they didn't have a utilidor. Like Magic Kingdom is on top of the utilidor. Most of the staff go underground yeah. to change and then pop there up. Was underground. There was underground at Epcot Center as well, too. Yeah. And you could go there and there was that's where the closet was. And there were like the golf carts that would take people to and from and things like that. But luckily, my like where I worked was right underneath where the the the, the uh uh break area was and there's a tv and which was neat one day i remember i wanted to watch a college football game and so every 20 minutes you would rotate from you know the the email the video email tune tag the uh the ibo dog and whatever you're constantly rotate but you just push you you put your employee number push a push like i'm ready for my new assignment and one of them was break and I just kept pushing it and it just kept giving me break all for seven hours. I just kept pulling <laughs> breaks. I was like, this is fantastic. And I just sat and watched Michigan, Ohio state that year. It was very good in the break room <laughs> at the Epcot center. But then you would go up and you, yeah, you walk where you'd park your car and also where the, the, uh, the dining room was and you had to pay for your own food. You had to pay for food, but it's just like a cafeteria. And the best thing was there were so many people there and the pizza was first so everyone would get a slice of pizza while waiting in line you'd eat the entire slice of pizza and then you'd go up there with like a sandwich or something and just pay for the sandwich and then you get the pizza <laughs> so um like in in the magic kingdom with the utilidor so people who are in fantasy land or whatever they don't want those people to be seen like in adventure land or whatever so they have to go yeah. underground and epcot it seemed like the uniforms are all the same you probably could move more freely freely around epcot yeah. except for the countries perhaps yeah. The country's people would walk around the same way too, because that's part of like the whole, like everyone's together there, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a, it's a one united place there at Epcot center. So yeah, you would be walking, you'd see the people working at the living seas 
just walking over because they're right around the corner. Like some friends worked there. They'd come over to me in the visitor's booth, just in their outfit, just talking to me. And yeah, no one, Epcot was different than Disney World with that whole, you have to stay here. You have to stay here. Yeah. Down in the, uh, you would see, you would see Snow White smoking a cigarette in the back, you know, <laughs> even though she was very rarely there, but you would see like the characters just like smoking or just hanging out in the back where Disney World, that was like, I, you just would never see that. Hmm. I mean, some people would see them in the tunnels. People would sit, tell me they would see like characters with the heads off walking around in the tunnels, but very rarely, uh, very rarely you'd see that. But at, at Epcot, you would see that you'd see the characters just kind of wander around backstage all the time. Mm. Now, uh, in inventions, you talked a little bit about like the things that you rotated around between Ibo and, and Segway and stuff. What were some of your favorite things from there that you didn't work on, but you, you know, you saw in the interventions uh, area oh in event i don't know i just love doing tune tag that was my me and my friends <laughs> still talk about my friend kevin who i said he ended up he worked there and he stayed he ended up becoming like a prince and um one of the characters i forgot what he did goofy or something like that mm -hmm. he uh ended up being doing some like commercials and things like that and we still talk about <laughs> he's like the greatest thing i ever did was tune tag like it was so much it was so much fun it was just your improving the entire time kid was wearing a reds hat you'd make fun of the reds or something like that or where are you from and oh they have electricity there you know i started walking i i did uh boston duck tours and it was the same thing talking to the kids of where are you from and this you know you're just kind of improving and and just kind of rolling with it there was no script there was no there was never the wrong thing to say but i'd always find the wrong thing to say but <laughs> <laughs> you have a knack for that yeah I'm so, uh, so Interventions eventually closed, but you didn't have anything to do with their closing, right? <laughs> no, no, they stayed. They stayed. People kept coming for years afterwards, hoping I'd still be there. But once they found out I was really gone, that's when they finally closed down. I think, yeah, that's what caused it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. that makes sense. My my roommate actually, he worked the uh, food booth there, the, the restaurant right next to it, which is still there. Uh, I forgot what it was called. It's still there, but it, it still has the, that like weird '70s vibe of like just you go into it and you're like this has not been touched in a while maybe they've in the past i've been there right before the pandemic and uh they still it still had this weird like almost um what's the planet pizza vibe of uh toy story but like if it was in the 70s it's just it was mm -hmm. like a futuristic weird just place but he yeah. uh, he made the best chicken fingers in all the land <laughs> now was that I for people who know the old park and stuff was that east or west wasn't there like oh, I'm, I'm really bad with easter it's right when you walk through the front gate walk by the ball and it would be right on the left okay. on the left okay so down there yeah, that's where because that's where interventions was and then that's where and then you'd walk straight and that's where the circle starts of going into the countries yeah now that's a gift shop right it's mickey gears or whatever it's uh, uh there's one there's one on the other side yeah the gift shop's on the other side yeah. you because you there's that that walkway to go towards fast track and on on if you're walking towards fast track on the left is the the food booth or the, the restaurant and on the right is right. the yes yeah okay. yeah all right and so your thing had was where the restaurant was, was that yeah right yeah. next to where the restaurant and then it's also where the guest service the VIP guest service. So yeah, you would see the people with the, the plaid, the plaid scarf or whatever, walking the hats, walking around with the, the private tours for mm -hmm. the, the rich and famous. 
to, to skip in line and all that stuff. And uh, I never, other than the Michael Jackson thing, which I had to be told it was Michael Jackson. Uh, I didn't see any famous people, but a lot of people would say how they saw, they saw Tom Hanks or whatever with their kids, baseball player. When the Braves were there for spring training, you'd always, you'd always see Braves players. With their families mm-hmm. and stuff. So obviously you spent a lot of time in the parks and you said that you could do it on your own too. And uh, mm-hmm. What were some of your favorite things at Epcot, particularly like food? What was your, like your favorite thing to eat over there if you weren't just I mean, If you go to Disney World and you don't have a, a turkey leg, or as we would always tell people, they're, they're emu legs for some reason. We always say they're emu legs, but if you didn't have the turkey leg, uh, then you're missing out. I mean, the turkey leg is the best thing of the uh, – well, I would love the actual restaurants, uh, the, the Mexican place. We still, I still go to the Mexican place. We went to actually last year or whatever, two years ago, Went to the, the French place, which was really good as well, too. Yes. Um, the one right at the beginning of Paris. Yeah. Because there's, yeah. there's a more fancy one in the back, which is really yeah. like a five-star, really expensive restaurant. Yeah, but I know the one you're talking about. The name escapes me, though. It's a really nice French yeah. restaurant. It's yeah, it was reasonable, good. too. Yeah, yeah you, we would all, I mean, on our days off, if you had a group of five people, you just go to Epcot Center, do around the world, and have a good use your whole paycheck on that and then just figure out how to live the rest of the week, you know, <laughs> just hopefully get in line for the free pizza. <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. But right. yeah, we would go to the, the ale house all the time. That that was our, our spot too. Cause you could go, it was right down the street kind of, there was an ale house right there. Uh, that was where a lot of the, the college program kids go to go to hang out after if they're not going to Disney world and stuff. Mm-hmm. So that was down the street from the dorms or. Yeah, yeah, it was right down the right down the street. You go under I four and take a left, and it's right there. And then the other funny thing that just popped me that was when Shrek came out for the first time. And I remember we're talking in the break room, and there was like, like I said, some of the full time people who worked there just like loved Disney World, which I love Disney World, but some people loved it a little. And we're saying how we're gonna go to Shrek, me and some of the other college kids. And two people were like, "You could not go see Shrek." They make fun of Disney World in it. They make fun of, and you're just like, "Whoa, <laughs> sorry, you need to, you need to calm down a little bit. Go see Shrek. It's actually pretty good. Like, it's okay. It's, it's not gonna. You're not going to Disney Hell if you go see Shrek. You'll be fine." All right. So what, uh, what have you guys, what have you guys done for, for like, do you go every year? Do you go every couple of years? Or I go every year. I think Andrea yeah. goes every couple of years. Or? Yeah, probably. You know, we we were probably going like every other year or so. Um, with with COVID though, that's we're on hold till things are. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would I would go like every other year. I lo- I love going down there. It's a lot of fun. I still the fact that I work there, I still know people, so I'm still able to get the passes or the the come with the radio station because uh, we would do shows at at the ESPN Zone. And so there's a lot of people just meet me here at this gate and walk in like you work with radio or I'll give you a press pass and you just walk in and then you're good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I still get that to this day when I go there. So it's it's uh, I've been very lucky to be able to go to Disney World and not have to pay. <laughs> That's nice. That. Yeah. If you, you want to do it, work at Disney World for like a year, you'll make friends for life. And then those friends will be able to get you passes to be able to go to Disney World for the rest. Of your life. So, yeah. That's there a nice perk. That's a great perk. Yeah, that's a, it's a really nice perk. And uh, especially when things are, you know, when Animal Kingdom, it was, Animal Kingdom was there, but it was uh, kind of at the beginning stages. So a couple of years later, when they really spruced it up, you just yeah, had to go back and actually do Animal Kingdom, you know? 
which is a great, I love animal kingdom. Yeah. So just, we talked about food. So wait, I want you to say what, what is your favorite ride or park that, uh, I love MGM. I love the tower of terror. I'm a nerd, but also the ice cream bar is the, uh, is the amazing, most amazing ice cream bar, I think, in all the land. I don't know what it is about the chocolate and the ice cream, but I, I just, in the Mickey Mouse shape, it just really uh, makes that $6.75 or whatever it is. Oh, oh you, yeah, you mean the Mickey bar. Okay. Yeah, yeah, the Mickey bar. Yeah. I know you're talking about it's like some place where you got ice cream and you mixed it all up or whatever. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Mickey bar. The, the Mickey, the Mickey bar. Ice cream. I share your love for that as one of my must-haves every time i'm in the park is to have it's it so good there. it's so good yeah and the tower of terror is great and even though it, it's just i don't know every time you just you drop and you still are laughing like i can't believe they still got me like you didn't think it was going to drop when it dropped or whatever and it's so mm -hmm. i just love it the whole it's so funny too with disney world just may is the how you're in line but you're not in line how you're in line but there's a show going on or something but then when you get stuck at one point and you're basically saying word for word, whatever is on the TV in front of you, yeah. and you're just like, okay, something happened to this ride here. <laughs> yeah, no, they're not moving the way it's supposed to be moving here, but it's amazing how there's someone's job is to like, how do we wind this thing as much as possible to make it seem like these people are actually constantly moving? Yeah, they're brilliant at that. They, it's amazing. Not just the design of the line, but also how they distract you while you're in line so you, mm -hmm. you don't notice how long yeah. it's taking well yeah. you're to a like college student that doesn't quite know what they want to do but likes disney and has this opportunity would you say go for it or find something i would else? say 100 percent go for it and do it and awesome. even if you and even if you just want to even you just do it like it doesn't matter if you're you're getting sick of college or whatever it's just a great experience to do in your your early 20s late teens i personally uh i would say wait until you're like you're 21 <laughs> to do it just because they're looking to get rid of you if you're under 20 just like they don't want that type of uh that type of underage drinking going on so they're really looking for it but if you're 21 and just want to go work have a good time meet some fun people and be able to go to disney world every day if you want uh definitely do that it's it's yeah it's great you could watch the epcot fireworks every night if you wanted to <laughs> all right sounds like you did a few nights at least right i did i definitely did i definitely did yeah the weird thing actually now i say the end of the, the night shift was um they would say say your shift was from whatever 12 to 9 and you but the park closes at like 8 15 you clean up a little bit if you're done by 8 30 you would stand by the punch. They wouldn't let you leave until nine o'clock where you're just like, I just want to like, let me leave. And if I was <laughs> Michael Eisner and just saw 20 people standing by the punch clock for 20 minutes to a half an hour, I'd be like, what are you doing? You know, like, get them out of here. If they're done, get them out of here. But no, you had to stay there until whatever your assigned time was. It was so, that to me, still to this day stuck out with me. I was kind of outrageous. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been great, Michael. Thank you for being our guest. Um, Angie, you want to wrap this up? And sure. All right. So, Mike, we're, we're going to end every episode as we always end it. And uh, it's what we'd like to say to everybody out there listening. See, See you real, real soon. soon. <laughs>